Instagram and his Twitter are still Jack Swagger, even though he's been gone for like yeah, three years. They were, they were saying it's Jake Hager at Real Jack Swagger. This should not have gone 13 minutes. This should have been like a five-minute squash. I, I, I disagree entirely. It's weird. I, I don't get it. Hello, everybody. This is Jobber Radio. This is Scott hosting. Yeah, I've taken over again uh, for episode 101. Joining me today is Lee. The Outsiders are back. Lee, how are you today? Great. Uh, we're taking over. Uh, we're running all the bums out of this here town, and we're taking over. <laughs> we got past 100, we're into 101, and we decided to bring Rab along this time, partly because it was Peanut's idea to, to do this one, and then he, he didn't. So, hi, hi, Rab, how you doing? I mean, that is so on brand for him. Yeah. Mm. Just the idea that he would throw together, like, yeah, okay, I'll, you know, I'll take care of the show, and then just the night of, just be like, oh, no, I can't come. Even Plus, we, we need Rab for we need him for diversity. Two white guys doesn't look good these days. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, it's super gay. Now, as always, <laughs> Jobber Radio. You can find us on Jobber Radio on iTunes, on YouTube. Uh, there is the Patreon as well. Um, I do want to shout out episode one hundred. Of course, we did hit that milestone. Only took us eight years. Um, even though Lee and I weren't there for all of it, we made it happen. But uh, do check out the uh-huh. Jobber Jeopardy as well. Uh, that is the most recent one. It is not a true episode, but it really should be. It was quite the craziness. Uh, if you want to hear Matt Zion talk about not knowing wrestling, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> along with with Lee, and uh, it's yeah, it's all it's all bad. It's all bad. I, you were rightly. I would have. I would have destroyed on that. I, hey, 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 hey! No spoilers. No spoilers. Everyone, go check it out. <laughs> yeah. You know, the yeah, yeah. video production on it is fantastic. On point. Yes. It and is so uh, good. no spoilers. I think. I think some of us did a great job. Some of you did. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Sort of. But like Lee said at the end, I would have crushed it. Yeah, possibly. It's it's easy to say that, even though I'm sitting here yelling at my screen, going, "It's bullshit. this! It's yeah. this!" But when That's it's a, when you're in the middle you, of you it, don't, you don't know what it's like when the pressure's on. I, I was gonna say when you're in the middle yeah. of it, it's different. It's different, and there's always the ones yeah, who you're, are you're adamant it's this, and oh, how could it not be? Oh, of course it wasn't. So yeah, I, you gotta I get do your buzzer. You got to get your buzzer game on on yeah, point. Exactly. You know? Exactly. You yeah. got you got to measure. You know how sure you are mm-hmm. because you do lose points for getting the answers wrong. That's the thing. My yep. buzzer game was on point. It was my shut up. <laughs> that game was not yep. on point. I, like, I should have shut up a lot more. So, yeah, we do uh, definitely want to have a second episode because I want to be on it. So, yeah, do check that one out. Give it a like. Give it a watch. It's a couple hours. I forget how long it is, but it's it's fun. And it's, it's an hour and like, change. It's not just like, yeah. oh, you listen to it. You watch it. There's the full... The uh, legally distinct Jeopardy columns. It's not answering in the form of a question, but it is got the whole idea of the screen with the columns and the rows and going for a thousand, all that fun stuff. So yeah, it's like it's like watching an episode of Jeopardy. It is. It is. Mm. Yeah, jo- you, Jeopardy. Yeah. If, and if you don't support it, then you support Alex Trebek dying of cancer. 
And that's, I mean, he's Canadian. Why are you going to be like that to us? Come on. Yeah. That's, that's, a, little, that's a little much. So let's move on, on <laughs> let's move on to some, uh, some more of all of the wrestling news. Um, it is, the, the main thing is Wednesday. Wednesday has happened, and we had AEW debut Dynamite on TNT. We had NXT season premiere two weeks after debuting on USA. Now it's full two hours on USA. It was a weird split thing to get like a foothold. Um, this after the season premiere of Raw on Monday and the season premiere of SmackDown is going to be Friday because it's Friday Night SmackDown on Fox. It's a crazy time for wrestling. Hell, the NWA taped Power, um, the studio wrestling show in Atlanta. Mm over the weekend as well, and, like, there's title changes and stuff. It's nuts with everything going on right now. So, the main story, though, is AEW versus NXT. Um, you guys did watch, correct? Uh, yeah. I yes. mean, now, the, the fun part about all this is I've seen people going, oh, my God, like, you, how, like, you got to pick one or the other. It's like, no, no, guys, we had Raw and Nitro for years at the same time. Um, it's only recently when like Impact moved to avoid SmackDown here and there when they were actively avoiding this stuff. It is, it is also so, so much easier now. Yeah, mm. I've, I've said this you know, before. With the UK thing and All Out, you just DVR one and watch the other. Like you just Or network it. It's... Look, man, when I was a kid, I used to have to switch back and forth, man. Just switch yes. back and forth, and that was it. And whatever I missed, I heard about later. And yeah, I'll, either switch and back and read forth on or, the internet. Read, not even watch clips, but read about on the internet later. Hey, what I did see from a third-party uh, site, no less, because they didn't have their own back in the nineties, early on. How, yeah, how about when you didn't have the internet? Yeah, how about when you were watching the Monday Night Wars when the internet still wasn't really that much of a thing? Oh, my friends really were telling me. Like, yeah, like back in back in those days when the whole Montreal Screwjob happened. Sorry, rabbits, Canadian. Um, the the internet was the first thing where people were like, "Is it real? Is it not?" Because nobody knew. No, it was yeah. like the it everything was people wondering what it is. Now you literally had rumors about everybody showing up here, there, and everywhere. Thankfully, some stuff was kept secret, but people are literally able to split screen their computer monitor to watch both feeds. Like that's the era we're in, while also following something else and 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 and. So it's not that yeah. hard, but it is fun and, to watch people say, "How did you guys do this in the '90s?" It's like it was harder than you have it now. So. And I will say. I didn't even watch either of them live. I watched the baseball game yesterday. Yeah. And then today I watched uh, AEW first on, on the TNT app and then later watched NXT uh, mm. in a way, which I will not mention. Yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you hear there's still suckers out there who actually fucking subscribe to the Wrestling Observer for like eleven ninety nine a month? That's still paid? Really? Yeah. You can play Warcraft monthly for free. Why are you subscribing to a read newsletter when there's 18 million sites, including our own, that have news stuff going on? Because they're suckers. They're born every minute. Pal. That's true. Well, if you're going to spend money over there, put it on our Patreon instead. You'll get better content. But anyway, mm -hmm. um, what we had was TNT debuting for the first wrestling on its network since but, 2001. Way, for fun. Before we start going into the specifics oh, of the show. Go ahead. Yes, yes. I just want to mention one last thing. The the there's some genius that WWE is pulling here mm -hmm. in making the conversation about AEW versus NXT. Oh uh -huh. yeah, yeah. That's well. I mean, you can look back to when Kenny Omega was saying stuff about that, and people were getting on him for, "Oh, you're talking down to these other guys." Well, I mean, I know Bomber and I talked about it in a, a voice chat on 
uh, in Discord on Monday during Raw, a bunch of us were talking about it. It's like, oh, he's just crapping all over them. No, he's being like Seth. He's promoting himself. Sammy Callahan does it for Impact. Seth does it for Raw. Seth's Twitter says he's the best wrestler alive. Um, they're all just promoting their brand, and if you're not there to promote your own, what are you doing? Like, you gotta at least speak highly of that. That's the way to go. Um, a lot of people were tweeting out saying, I hope Wednesday is good for everyone, and stuff like that. And there's even some stuff today about interesting, uh, posts that have been made, but... The idea of a war and Triple H saying on the first NXT on USA, I want you in the trenches with me, and AEW talking about counter-programming back and forth... Yeah, it's it's AEW versus NXT, Raw and SmackDown, whatever. NXT came to this fight. USA came to this fight. If you want to call it a fight, um, it's really interesting that both went on live at eight. Live mm-hmm. that's on Wednesday, which has never been a historic major wrestling day, as no. far as in the modern era, anyway. Um, and what we have is literally Cody Rhodes opening on. AEW, and it was Adam Cole over on NXT, and it's kind of interesting to see, like, the faces of both, but some would say Cody, like, why would he be the first one? Yeah, they're going to cheer for anybody. I remember hearing about this with one of the Saudi shows when Triple H was first one out. You're the first one out, you get the biggest pop. You're a genius. There you go. So Cody goes out there for that. With a match with Sammy Guevara, which I don't agree with being a marquee thing for episode one. You want to make this guy sure, but what the hell are you doing with that match? I don't get it. Why Why would Cody Rhodes be wrestling the first match of their new show against a jobber wearing a wolf skin? On top of that, it's Cody is confirmed to be Chris Jericho's opponent for full gear, which is not, I mean, yeah, all out, full gear, what's next, top speed, maximum everything like but also full throttle throttle, but also it's a bit of a joke because they talk about being in full wrestling gear and they're full gear so ha 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 um but he said if i lose to guevara he could conceivably get this shot and that's their whole back and forth stuff that makes that makes no sense one match doesn't count for that unless you're putting it on the line so dumb uh they, they so before we get into like nitpicking the shit, I'll say in general I like the show, so people aren't immediately going to get on me and say, "Yeah, oh, you're just anti AEW." No, I generally like the show, all right, but just some of this stuff is so stupid because they they come out saying so wins and losses are going to matter. Who the fuck is Sammy Guevara beat yet? Like, and during that match, they kept saying that. Because wins and losses matter here, folks. And I knew they were going to do that. They said that out of their first one with Double or Nothing, and I said, don't tell us that, just make it important. Like, to contrast, like, Pac came off as a star, and he's got one win. But he came out there like, look at this guy. But Guevara lost, I think, at the last one, the major one he had. Yeah, did I miss anything? Does he have a win in AEW at all? No. Yeah, so, like... It makes no sense. Just because he beats Cody doesn't mean he gets the shot. It means, all right, Cody, you had a misstep. You're still like three and one. Yeah. It's yeah that 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 I didn't understand. Um, and yeah, to be fair, both shows were fun. It this isn't like we're gonna pick a side here. At least I'm not, because I like all the stuff happening. I like all the important stuff. And I've already seen people saying that next week Takeover or, or NXT is gonna be just normal run of the mill. It's like no, no. This is the Raw and Nitro on Wednesday now. This is the real thing. Also, for those who don't realize, SmackDown's the A show because of Fox. It's that. Oh yeah, that's and flipped. SmackDown. SmackDown is also a league. Is 
you know, we're talking about ratings today. People are talking about, you know, mm. uh, NXT, uh, AEW did much better ratings than NXT did, which makes perfect sense because mm-hmm. AEW is the thing everyone wants to check out. NXT's been around for a while. And, yeah. You know, it wasn't NXT's- even... It wasn't that much better, though. No, it was like, like 1.2 versus uh, 0.9, I think. You, you notice you notice people have been trying to spin it, though, like, oh, but for this demographic, during this time frame, they did three times as much as NXT. Yeah, yeah. Dude, what? come on. What that means is when the diminishing returns happen and everybody checking out this new hotness weans away from it, it's going to falter and not. it's not going to go up. Like, this isn't like the Ultimate Fighter on Spike when that Forrest Griffin, Stefan Bonner fight was happening, ratings went up because it was so good. This is not going that way. Like, Lee, you were tweeting during AEW when you're watching it, and you're like, main event time, you were pretty much checked out. Yeah. Like, you had run dry on it. Um, We could talk about the specific matches back and forth. I'm just going to kind of look over the card here because, like I said, Cody and Sammy was uh, a singles match. It was Twelve fine, minutes long, for your opening. Let's, let's say one other thing. You know, uh, mm-hmm. just before we start moving into the matches, oh, as sorry, well, yeah. uh, I will say it was a fucking trip watching the intro and then hearing Jr. started off and then yeah. hearing oh, Tony. Jr. and Tony Schiavone. Yeah, Tony was awesome. It was great hearing him, and he he brings a a seriousness like everything matters. I don't know how else to say it, but he seems genuine in his enthusiasm, even though well, he, also, he often he sounds also fake sounded. as hell in how he does it. But he just has that tone where it's like, no, this, this, I am watching something important. Yes. He, he sounded, you know, yesterday more like, you know, he sounded more happy than anyone. Like, yeah. The fact that he, you know, and he kept saying it, we're back. And he really means him. Yeah. <laughs> he really, no. You know, I mean, on TNT, that kind of this the mm-hmm. secondary brand of wrestling. Well, yeah, I mean he's back into it. I mean he's been he's also got he's also got a position at MLW doing commentary as well. And I mean he gets yeah, to actually do yeah, but he actually gets to do commentary now and not have somebody in his ear producing him and and making him sound like a liar and a piece of shit like they yeah. did to him at his last years with WCW. Yeah, but he didn't. He wasn't acting like, "Hey, I'm back for the first time since '92." He was saying, "I'm, you know, we're back for the first time since 2001." He kept saying that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, because they were promoting it. This it's, was a natural extension to WCW. It's the return of wrestling on TNT. TNT, and that—that's how they were. They were really talking that. And I'll just say it right now. I said that in a tweet to you, Lee, but this really felt like WCW as if it had continued on from where it left off in the heyday of the '90s, not toward the end of like 2000, 2001. The Russo era when that all came in. I'm not, and I'm not mm. bad mouthing that either, but it really felt like the heyday of a hectic Hogan era Nitro, where there was yeah, a bit too much there, happening, there, there, but it was also like, hey, what what could happen next? And you got to tune into the whole thing. I, I, it felt like that to me. I don't know if it, it didn't really feel like that to me, but it definitely felt like that's what they were going for. De- fair, yes, because that's Co- that seems like, like Cody's oh. intent. That's what he wants. So, well, I'll say this: it felt like a big show. Oh yeah, it looked it too. It looked it looked it good. Didn't, it didn't. It didn't look. It didn't look uh, bush league. Yeah, which was one of the biggest problems they were going to have to try to overcome. And no, they brought their A game for this, mm-hmm. which is good. So um, oh, it's, and it's super. It's clearly super well produced. You know, they've got the TNT. Mm-hmm. They clearly got team professionals. You know. Yeah. 
Um, TNT has a pretty large sports, you know, uh, division, and clearly they got some of those guys because they did a fantastic job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, what did you guys think of this match anyway of Cody and Sammy Guevara? Uh, it was fine. It was fine. It, it it wasn't exactly a barn burner to light the world on fire, which you should have come out there with an amazing guns blazing match. Because, I mean, if you want to go back and forth, NXT opened with the title with Cole defending against Matt Riddle. Which is a hot mm -hmm. match, a big hot match, and it was takeover quality from what uh, everything was saying. So the fact that they went with Cody and Sammy, it's like, hey, Cody, you did good. G get out of the way for a sec, though. Like, let's. I honestly think later in the card, Pac and Adam Page was there. You could have opened with that as a more relevant. Yeah, that, big that would be the smarter one. one. I feel that's yeah. And also, they 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 didn't just start with the, the match. They started with like a whole package just with Cody. True. Mm -hmm. Yes. I mean. Kind of explaining we, where they I mean, were, yeah. Cool, but... And, no, and notice later on they weren't, like, giving you these big packages for, like, say, the women's title match, which you think, like, honestly, that's the major title match of your show. Mm -hmm. Why Why did they not do some history for new, for newbies Con turning in for the first time, yeah, right? considering that, that they now actually have three shows worth of footage that they can pull from Riho qualifying and Nyla qualifying and their other matches. It's mm -hmm. easy to pull something together. I don't easy as in it's very doable. I know proper editing and all that stuff. We all know that, but all the materials there, uh, there's no reason not to. And that should have gotten it. Um, if you want to talk about Cody and how this is, as he even said, the most important night in wrestling since I was born in my lifetime. Um, I argue that all in was more important than this was. And I said that going into it, um, this was literally episode one, and if it wasn't perfect and beyond, no, it's not the most important. It's just episode one. It's I don't know. I don't get that. But um, yeah, I mean, it's clearly a big deal. But it is a big deal. Know, but it's I think every literally everything except for the women's match uh, could be forgotten about. Yeah, like they yeah. why didn't they put a world title match on episode one if they want to make it a big deal? I don't get that. No, I mean, I get. I I understand why not to do it. To be fair. Um, it it just puts too much you know too much burn on the front and then you start burning out quickly. Yeah, I mean, uh, if you, I if have you... no no problem with the idea of building the show. Yeah, but let's not pretend. I think there's just there's there's a lot of people out there pretending that this was one of the greatest shows of all time. Oh, they are. Yeah, they absolutely are. Yeah, yeah, 100%. yeah. I mean, if you if you and NXT if you was had... bad at the same time. They're saying too. If you had waited and put like Adam Page in the title match to lose to Jericho on national TV in front of 1.4 million people or whatever, that would be really bad. Um, and honestly, who else do you have at this moment? TV should be used for building up people for the pay per views. Fair point. I mean, fair. If, it, if if you want to keep that model, if you want to, if you know, if you're Cody and you want to get back to some basics here and make things matter, the TV should be set up for building up the feuds, building up the stories, and then having them play out on the pay-per-views because their previous pay-per-view shows, they were a total fucking mess. Like, because mm. they had all these stories going that unless you watched, like, Being the Elite or some bullshit like that, yeah, you, you didn't know what the fuck was going on, right? So yeah. Now, th there is a bit of a story here because they were having Sammy Guevara kind of giving Cody some trouble, and that's kind of been Cody's thing where he's having trouble with the Darby Allens and the younger guys. Um and that's fine, but it's not building toward a meaningful storyline because he's going against Chris goddamn Jericho, who's not one of these guys. So what's that matter? It, it means nothing in that realm of things. 
Yeah, uh, frankly, this this kind of highlights uh, one of the problems I did have with this show is that it feels like nobody on this roster is a jobber. Uh, like, I, I think Sammy well, Guevara got too much this match. And you were going to say that uh, Brandon Cutler, I believe, because MJF is a goddamn star, and mm-hmm. he should have destroyed Brandon Cutler. And I know there was a whole thing about Cutler plays D&D, and I know MJF made fun of that. And then, mm-hmm. honestly, a lot of people in D&D, if you follow Critical Role and these online shows, know of Cutler, and they were like, oh, we support you, and that's cool, and MJF, ah, you're a dick, and you got Joe Manganiello coming out and all this stuff, and it got its own traction in the D&D world. But then when they brought it over and actually mentioned it and how his character is, that means nothing. Is he a good wrestling man? Like, okay, so you know a bit like about a... his character, but he still lost in three minutes when he tweaked his leg. Like, yeah, like, whatever. It made him look like it made him look like a dork. Like, frankly, and and I mean, here's here's the thing. Um, straight up, I don't know who Brandon Cutler is. I don't know what he's done beforehand. Um, he looks solid in the ring. And if I was running the show, he would be one of my jobbers. He'd be one of my enhancement talents. And I wouldn't tell you shit about him. I would just let him go out there and lose. Because if you start giving, like, these backstories to jobbers and stuff and you start giving them too much offense, it's like then nobody's, you know, nobody's really a star. Mm. Like, oh, sure, you got guys winning. But MJF won, like, not handedly at all. Like, he, he didn't, like, run over Cutler, and he should have. Yeah, because it was apparently like it might have been a legit injury. We're in the era when who knows what's real and what isn't, and that could have been yeah. a storyline thing to make it be a thing, and MJF's an opportunist. That could be what that was, but at the same time, you can mention a thing about how there was the D&D thing and there was support from that community, but it doesn't matter because he's losing. Like You don't need to go into full detail beyond that because you do want to have people understand who the hell's Brandon Cutler. Okay, he's a guy. He's going to come out here, but MJF, look at this guy. Holy shit, this is the guy. Yeah, like, you, I don't you wanna, want to do a little bit about it, but then focus on the other guy. Even if Cutler was a star, I don't want to hear about like like I'm I'm thinking in context of a uh, old school wrestling fan, so maybe that's the problem right there. But uh, I don't want to hear about how Harley Race is really good at bridge. You know, mm-hmm. like doesn't make me want to watch him beat people up. Well, I mean, unless it's an actual thing that becomes something of the character, and if they actually have him do some stuff. D and D related, play or something? I don't know. But if they can, if they do something like that about how his characters and how he's a bit out there and he's creative, there's there's ways to throw that in there and actually tie it in in a way. Um, it, that's if that's where you're going, cool. If not, you're wasting time, and that's what yeah. it felt like with this. I feel. Uh, what wasn't a waste of time though was Pac and Adam Page. Um, that well, they kept saying, "Oh, this was supposed to happen at Double or Nothing." Yeah, and you did it in England, but we're anyway. But whatever. Um, it, was, it was good. Pac won, and from mm-hmm. from what it, it looks like, he he and Moxley. Honestly, it's funny. They look like the biggest stars on AEW. Just the way they're presented, the way they present themselves. It's like, yeah, this guy's legit. This is holy shit. Wow, He's serious. Yeah. Um, and and Paige is just um, he he's a work in process in progress, right? Because he's I still don't buy him that much as, as a baby face. Like he doesn't really like I, I I'm used to him as a heel. Which he's pretty good at, mm-hmm. but as as a babyface, his greenness this kind of shows. And I feel with his his babyface run here, like y- you can tell that people want to like him, you can tell people want to get behind him, but then there's this, it's kind of real bland. And yeah. you're gonna appreciate this, but it reminds me of those old like the '80s NWA faces where it's like, yeah, and I'm gonna win. Like it, it's just that's all you got. I mean, okay. to me, it feels like the fans getting behind him are trying to get behind him because like they're trying. 
he's a good because we like him and he's good at wrestling and we enjoy yeah. Yeah. you know you do a good job for us not because they're actually emotionally invested yeah they're happy but to see this guy like, get the shot they're of the exactly, six elite they're they, like this guy deserves they, they it. like him cool. they like him due to his history and you know yeah. how how he was before and how he was in in, in new japan and in our age and yeah, you know, go, man. But they don't seem to really feel emotionally invested the way no. that you expect. And he, he does, I mean, does he come off as a main eventer? Ah, it's close. Like, it's, you can definitely see it in him, but he has, he, I don't think he's found it yet. I don't want to shoot over Paige, because I like him. He's fun to watch. But there's just something missing. And I saw it in his promos against Jericho, where it's yeah. just like, he's the hot fire baby face yelling at the other guy. It's like, that's all you got? That's it. Your character's like cowboy dude. What? That's all you got? He's Hangman Page, and he's not hanging motherfuckers. No, like, right? That, that that kind of that kind of cripples him right there. It's like you can be the badass face who uses his fucking Hangman's news. You mm. don't have to be doing it. Like there there is a way to work around that, but he just hasn't found it yet. Yeah. So again, I'm not I'm not crapping on Page. I just feel like he hasn't quite found it yet. And hey, all the credit to them putting the belt on Jericho because clearly Hangman was not ready for it. Like many yeah. many had thought, it would not have been as good. But hey, maybe that would have been what had him come into his own. That's one of those who knows. Um, yeah. But Pac is my god. I, I'm I'm really wondering what they're gonna do with because it feels like he's ready to shoot to the top. Yep. Yeah. But and, and, I mean, you don't. Do you put him against Jericho? Like, do they decide? Yeah, well, exactly. Like, it, it feels like he's, he's ready to go to the top right now, but it doesn't feel like they have a spot for him yet at mm-hmm. the top. He's almost. Yeah. It's like Paige is in a top spot, but he's not quite there yet. But Pac is, but he's not in that spot. <laughs> almost, almost feels like they need another title, which is it, something it, I wouldn't it, that, usually exactly say. It feels, like. it, yeah. it feels like they need another title already. Yeah. Yeah. Now, like an inter- intercontinental or something like that. Yeah, and I mean, we could talk about the titles. Like, honestly, I don't think Jericho should lose it. But I, I mean, would anybody be surprised if they saw Cody take it and then Pac challenge Cody? I would not be I surprised guess. if they did that. Like, uh, yeah, but it's like I, I don't want, agree with it, but I could see it. I, I mean, want Jer- I be surprised at all. Yeah, I, I, I really want Jericho to hold this for at least half a year because, man, there I don't see anybody else worth giving it to at this point like you you need you need to work on that like you need to like build up the feuds and stuff so i agree but you never know man mr booker man likes to give himself the title yeah 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 now speaking of titles we do have riho defeating nyla rose in a 13 minute match to be the inaugural women's uh women's world champion they are calling it that um, yeah. It's technically a tournament final because Riho won a match that was, I think, a one-on-one, and Nyla won a 21-woman casino battle royale, and they together go against each other, and that's how they... D- it's weird. I, I don't get it, but Nyla comes out literally in a 13-minute match, unable to squash the literally 22-year-old tiny girl, like the monster she, that she is. She's like, what? She's... She- Rio can't be over a hundred pounds, right? Probably not. No. Yeah, um, I, I was just. I mean, some of the stuff in ring was good. Like she's listed as ninety nine pounds. There you go. Oh, okay. So like when Rio was going for like her double stomps and stuff like that, and they looked like shit. Like they didn't look like they affected Nyla at all. Like that was good storytelling. Like yeah, no kidding. That sh- that stuff wouldn't do shit because it's like. 
just dropping maybe like a slightly heavy piece of plywood on Nyla, you know, like mm-hmm. that's, that's what it's like. But man, this should not have gone 13 minutes. This should have been like a five minute squash. I, I I disagree entirely. All right, I thought it was a great match. Uh, I mean, not, not entirely because I agree that you know you got to sell it in a certain way, or you know, no sell in a certain way to to make it even somewhat. Uh, it's the problem you have in wrestling that sometimes the small person has to go against the big person. This happens in women's matches. This happens in men's matches as well. Uh, and you have to figure out a way to get through that. And I think they did a great job of it. I think, I think Riho looked really, really good against Nyla. I think the crowd was super fucking into it. Uh, and they did a great job in, you know, whatever it was, 15 minutes, 13 minutes. It, it, I think, if anything, I think this was the most over. This was almost more over than the Pac uh, Page match was. Yeah, the crowd, the crowd was into it. Absolutely, um, they like Riho, so, and I do too. So, I, I get it, but it feels like they've kind of neutered Nyla out of the gate, and that should be a monster that destroys. If you weren't going to have her win, why have her there just to lose? It seems weird because she's lost a couple, and it's like, oh, she's a monster. Yeah, but she's not good at being a monster. So they've kind of shot themselves in the foot there. I feel when you talk about how they're making it work. But I like Rio winning. I do. Um, I, there was a bit... I know it's nitpicky, but there was a bit where she jumped off the top to the outside. And Nyla caught her. Pretty much almost dropping her and picked her all the way back up just to slam her down. And it, I know it's a thing with wrestling and blah, blah, But I look at that and I'm like, she should have just, you know, dropped her. Because nah, catching you, her you, to drop her no, again you, wouldn't have looked as good. You put extra force on ah. her. You put <laughs> extra force when you throw right. her. No, you can know. Uh, that's cool. I'm, I'm good with Okay, yeah. You argue I'm that. I'm sorry. That's if, fair. If, but you know what I mean, right? That's not true. If that's not true, we need to change wrestling. But that's how the commentary should work. I agree with that. No, that's how you make that shit work. I get that. Oh, he didn't quite get all of it. Oh, no. He missed. That's what it was. <laughs> Yeah. So <laughs> I, I wasn't I wasn't into this match at all. I was just, I'm not I was surprised. Yeah, <laughs> I mean this. I, I I get I get why like uh, it had a lot of heat behind it from the fans, uh, but this just wasn't for me. It was just like I'm I'm watching the little uh, yeah, honestly you know, who weighs less than my dog getting getting squashed and not getting beat by the monster. And and, and honestly, Lee, and I don't I don't mean this. I don't I honestly don't mean this in a bad way at all. But you're you're not the target market for this match. Yeah, no, I, mean, I get it. I, I get know it. it, and you know it. Just you just aren't. I, you know, I didn't expect that you would like this match because also um, this isn't your thing. The the title belt. I literally have toy title belts that are bigger than that title belt. That is the <laughs> smallest goddamn title belt I've seen. It's ridiculously small. Well, she's the smallest goddamn wrestler. That's I've true. Seen in a while, so. Um, and then like so, Nyla went on the attack, and then Kenny Omega came out for the save, and yeah, didn't oh. I know why, right? Because this is the this is the girl that he fought in Japan yeah. one time when she was like twelve or something, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's move on from that before I start going into a cornet style rage. We continue on with the six man tag. Chris Jericho and his mystery opponents revealed yesterday. Ortiz and Santana, <laughs> the former LAX. Um, they are not going by any tank team name. It's simply Ortiz and Santana. Uh, not even their old prior name, which was IFBO, I think it was. Uh, maybe uh, maybe Conan has the rights to LAX. Yeah, so Conan, he does. He LAX, does. LA, yeah. yeah. It, they can't take LAX, but they didn't rename them. It's just Ortiz and Santana. So that's I'm. They'll come up with something. Yeah, uh, against Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. 
Matt Jackson. This was the Nick most Jackson. WCW motherfucking thing. It was. It absolutely was. That's what really made me feel like instead of a solid conclusive ending to a thing, it was a Hogan era clusterfuck. In, we, in we the best way cuz it was fun, but it's like, oh my god, what the hell's happening? If we are talking about, you know, holy shit, wrestling's back on on TNT yep. and it's like 20 years ago, this is the example. It's the spiritual successor to where they left off. And that's kind of what Cody wanted, like I said. Um, but especially considering that John Moxley, who was advertised to be there, shouldn't shouldn't be shocking anybody, came out and attacked Kenny, took him to the back, and put him through a glass table. Cause oh, oh, also, the second most WCW thing about it, if not the most WCW thing about it, is everyone goes, Oh my god, here's this jobber from the WWEF, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I said this weeks ago, and probably even months ago, that there's going to be a Lex Luger moment like the first Nitro. There's going to be someone showing up at the end. I, I didn't think I would be that on the nose with Jake Hager, but there you are, because that's Jake literally H- what happened. He came out at the end, a big bruiser. He looked good. He looked eight feet tall compared to everybody else. Yeah, because everyone else is short as fuck. Yeah, so he looks like a monster, even though I never thought him as one. Okay, R- Ross even called him that during commentary. He looked good. He was beating the shit out of guys. It's unfortunately, though, when you talk about having a Luger moment, yeah, Luger at least had weird charisma. That was why he was so over in his day. Hager has none. Hager doesn't have that. He's good. He's solid. But, mm, mm, he's missing something. And hopefully Jericho can help with that. But, ooh. And and I've already seen some people try to spin this as like, oh, no, no, they're trying to bring him because he's a Bellator, and it's not that he's a a washed-up WWE guy. No. His his Instagram and his Twitter are still Jack Swagger, even though he's been gone for, like, three years. Yeah, they were saying it's Jake Hager at Real Jack Swagger. Exactly, yes. Um, (laughs) So, like, I, I don't fault them. It's good to fill your roster up with some more guys like that. He's literally solid. I would not be opposed to him being their world champion at some point. He's good. Oh, like, there's absolutely. there's no argument here. I, I, I disagree with you. Yeah, no, 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 no. There, there's no argument. Let me finish. No, let me Can I finish no, no. this? If he, no, 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 no. You can't. No, you can't. This is like when Bomber says some shit and then we all jump. No. You're the host yeah. now. No, 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 no. You're the host. Okay, yeah. No, the then, I'm, then I'm taking control and like he does. What I was going to say ah, is... Some nonsense. It's a you bad know, idea. You, but I can see them doing it. That's my point. They're going to no, no, do it. No, you just said that. There, no, you said that there would be no problem with him becoming world champion. No, I have no problem with it because I think he's good enough. But I, he's a lot no, better no, than no. a lot of people on their roster, is what I'm saying. He's not the best, the best at all, but he is up there, and he, he's good enough for it. He's the bad this, idea, bad choice, this, but he would this work. Is two, this is 2000 WCW if he becomes champion. Yeah. yeah. This, this is, this That's is, my this point. Luger in 2000. Yep. Is what it what it is, and that's not good. Uh, no, <laughs> let's, just, let's just let's just look at this. Fucking Jake Hager. He has the baggage, unfortunately, of being a fucking loser in WWE, and yep. and, and that that's just gone with him. And, and, that. and also of being a terrible champion. Yeah, a terrible champion. Oh yeah, can't talk. Has no personality. Great in the ring, but he's still as boring as shit. And this is probably the best he's ever looked. I'll give him that. That beard is good. Yeah, the beard's good, but unless he's just there to kill motherfuckers to, to protect Jericho, then they're not using him properly. Like he, he's a good, he's a good example. Of, he's a good example of why they need fucking jobbers. 
Yeah. Because he should be a guy where, oh, well, we'll give him a couple matches here and there when he's not protecting Jericho. Just give him Joe Blow from the local town they're, they're shooting in or whatever, right, and have him just walk over him. But other than that, it's like, no, he, he's, he's enhancement talent. He really is. He's, he's like enhancement talent for her. And then if he if he does well in Bellator and gets more wins and goes after a title, they're gonna hot shot a belt on him. Uh, well, it's, that's if they, that's why they need another belt too because they need it for guys like this. Yeah, because you should have yeah. a world title anywhere near his ass. No, like I said I agree. He should not. It should never happen. But I would not be surprised. And like I said, I wouldn't be too upset. <laughs> I wouldn't be upset by it, but it's a bad idea. Um, yeah. now this whole thing came out with a goddamn story, apparently, because Guevara came out for the save when the, the beatdown was happening, because Cody came out to help the Bucks because they were outnumbered, because Moxley took out Omega. This, this was something I liked, by the way, seeing other faces come out to try to help the yeah. faces. Yeah. That's something you barely see anymore in any wrestling. So they may as well give thoughts and prayers otherwise, but yeah, so he came out. Yeah. And got attacked because Guevara kicked him in the balls. So Dustin came out in full face paint, even though he didn't even have a dark match. Um, full gear, ah, came out there and attacked, and then got obliterated talk, by Hager. T- talk about tall motherfuckers, too. Dustin came out looking like he's basically the cane yeah. of eight or some shit. With a huge pop, no less. Like, that was good. That was that was fun. Yeah. Um, no, that was good stuff. And so apparently, and they're even calling it, Jericho's got a faction. He's got Ortiz and Santana, Guevara... And Hager. And now normally mm-hmm. you look at that kind of thing like, okay, so you got your heavyweight, you got your cruiserweight, your tag team, whatever. There's 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 one belt and the tag titles don't have Ortiz and Santana in the tournament. I god damn it, they're gonna replace they somebody right in that now. tournament. They're gonna take over someone's spot. They're gonna beat somebody yeah. up and take their spot. I guarantee it. Um and that's the WCWist yeah. thing. Like that that show ended without a conclusive winner, with the cluster fuckery because was that uh, is, is the trios matches no DQ is that how they're doing it which is that a, like I know it's a Mexican mm. style but I mean Moxley yeah, attacked like you, don't really, uh, you don't have to really do tags or yeah. anything like that so presumably know? it was because I mean Moxley attacked Omega there's your DQ but if it's trios style like they're copying from Mexico fair enough um, and it was just it literally ended the bad guys with the, the good guys laying and the idea of that from and, and with WCW, Tony screaming in the background. Yes, well, the mm. WCW era of it was, oh my god, what can happen next? Tune in next week. That's how yep. they leave you hanging to come back. That's that's literally the idea, and I get it, but it's weird because I know a lot of people are saying the uh, the elite have to win, the elite have to do this. To their credit, they're literally having people get one up on them at this point, and they're losing. Mm-hmm. They they were all yeah, literally uh, all left laying at the end of this one, and and pa- and except for Paige, but he lost too. So very good on them to step back, even though nah, that's not them stepping back. That's them setting themselves up to have to win later. Oh, I was gonna say, even yeah. though they're gonna get the the uh, come up and stores those guys later, absolutely. But yeah, mm. um, yeah so this was this was an all right show. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly my favorite thing of it is actually Tony Schiavone's commentary throughout the entire night. It was just great, like listening and you know with the, the TV fourteen thing. Uh, he, he was able to swear on air, so like to hear Tony Schiavone call MJF like a prick and shit yeah. like that. You know, well, yeah, yeah. Jim Ross said that too. People were saying "Holy shit!" and he's like, "We hear you, holy shit! Yeah. It's out there." Yeah. It's when, like, when, when, oh. when Jr. said "Holy shit," I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, 
That's going to be that kind of show. See, that's the difference. And they weren't saying, we can swear here and then do. No, they're just doing it. That's No, to be fair, they did say it because well, they mentioned TV 14 like 40 times. Oh, okay, so I, I, yeah. I missed that. Forgive me then. That they got to step away from that. Don't say wins and losses matter. Just they have them matter. They continually oh. mention TV 14. Okay, sorry. Mm-hmm. I saw again. Yeah, it was really weird. Now, interesting stuff around this. I was like, there, there's a lot of roster, and they'd said before they're going to have off seasons. They're going to have stuff where people aren't always there. They literally had a dark match afterwards. We're not going to review this, but I, I'd like to look at this. It's the Lucha Brothers and Helico and Jack Evans against the Best Friends and Private Party. That match happened oh. next. Then they had Ali and Britt Baker against B. Priestley and Penelope Ford, and then SCU against Jurassic Express. That all happened afterwards. Oh, oh and here's another thing I hate about fucking the show. Uh, SCU, their promos were shit. Yes, I didn't go and, through promos. You're right. That was bad. That was very they bad. were they were dumb. Um, I hated the Kevin Smith shit. That like, was see. I, that was also super WCWE, wasn't it? Yeah, it, whoa, yeah. it was. Hey, look who's in the crowd, guys. It's Kevin Smith. Yeah. Oh, and Chris Jericho's in my new movie. Yeah, I like you, Kevin Smith, but no one gives a shit about your new movie. I mean, that that was, that was you know, you hear so much from the, from the AEW fans about, like, how they're changing the way we do wrestling. That was the most standard. That, that might as well have been a raw guest host. And that's yeah. the whole aspect of that. Like, they're, they're changing how wrestling's done. No, you're literally doing it like it's been done. 20 uh, years on, ago. On the first show. You can't even wait for the second show to start hawking other people's movies and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. It really didn't feel like it was AEW episode 1. It was Nitro episode 412. Like, whatever it was. Like, it's we're yeah. just time looping. Here we go. Um, good, overall, it was fun, though. I'm not shitting on it. Yeah. it. It was fun. Um, but it didn't feel like it was anything revolutionary. It was just like, oh, okay. We have a brand like that back. Cool. I think we we all I think all three of us here thought it was a good show, but we're just trying to be counterweights. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Now they did uh, immediately replay it, um, but at the same time, if you go over to NXT, they went into the war playing dirty and had an overrun as their mm-hmm. main event kept going. So they're interesting. Where it's not just WWE, NXT, and AEW; it's TNT and, U- and USA. <laughs> They're having yeah. fun with it. So let's flip over to that real quick. Uh, the NXT title, like I said, Adam Cole beat Matt Riddle. Cole with a legit wrist injury from like a month ago out there with Riddle and won. Uh, yeah, was... A takeover level match, I'd, I'd say. Oh, I'd say this whole show was like, oh, let's just do a takeover. Mm. This was, this was True. in my mind, the better show. It was. It was totally the better show. Like in ring. Yeah. It had the better show um, and it had the better wrestling. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if we're talking about just... You know, some people are saying like, "Oh yeah," but they they they, they need to full sail. Eh, I don't know about that. No, it's they got it. That's ridiculous. It's good. It's smooth. They know what they're doing. So, like, that's it's an evolution you know, of studio wrestling, if you want to call it that. <laughs> you know, I'd, and I'd say give it a couple weeks if they if they decide, oh, we need to like have a bit of a bigger space with a bit more flashy shit to compete. They'll do it. Yep, totally do if, it if they need to. Um, it's it's interesting to see how this came out of the gate with that match. Um, and I think someone timed it. As AEW went to commercial, this match was ending, and Finn Balor came out. Mm. And, I mean, we can talk until we're blue in the face about Finn Balor, main roster, NXT, whatever, but he said, I'm back in NXT as of now, so he's gunning after the NXT title. Seems like he's left Raw and SmackDown? 
even though 100%. that's he left from it sounds because he's okay. got a shirt even saying Finn NXT. Um, this guy is the first Universal Champion, multi-time IC Champion. He's a bona fide main eventer, and it's weird that he's going back there, but he'll be used better, hundred percent. Well, I mean, that's I think that's the whole idea is that this isn't a developmental anymore. No, it's not yeah. going back; it's going to. I but mean, it's... and and uh, Gargano cut a promo, you know, not too long ago, two weeks ago, I guess, you know, saying like the the era of you know, am, am I going up or am I going down is done. Yeah. There's no more. There's no. This isn't down anymore. There's no more going up. But it is well, still yeah. aside because NXT guys aren't going to be on like the Royal, like WrestleMania or Survivor Series like that. It they're they're their own like thing. It, so it's yeah, still it, separate. It, it feels like yeah, it doesn't matter. That's, that's what I mean, though. Below. No, true. Yeah. But it's it's still a case of like, oh, I, I kind of want to see him face, you know, the the Romans and the Seth still. No, he's gonna be over here instead. Oh, but yeah, it, that's, feels, it feels so big now, though, because yeah. like. Throughout the entire show, they were like featuring the NXT UK guys as well. Yes. Like, so I mean, it, it it just it just feels so much bigger and so much more mm -hmm. like uh, it, important. Like it, it just feels like yeah, we we don't need to be the main roster WWE anymore. That's the thing of the past. That's I mean, I, I'm not saying you're you're going to see like a lot of like. Roman Reigns and shit showing up in NXT or anything like that's probably never going to happen. But um, they they still feel like that they're they're not the developmental anymore, even though they technically are. They're not playing it like they are anymore. No, yeah, I agree with that. And um, like, do you do you feel uh, do you feel that this is just? I've, I I have this theory at this point where NXT is they're obviously they're going to pull up all the stops to try to. to to work away at AEW. And this is why I think part of the genius of trying to make the fight AEW versus NXT. Yeah. Uh, versus AEW versus the WWE. That lowers AEW mm -hmm. by saying, oh, they're fighting with NXT. You know, they, they're not... They're In not a way, yeah, it does. Yeah. And at the same time, you know, they're, they're going to try to make it a show that, you know, competes... For the same audience that AEW would be competing with, yeah, that's a little yeah. more about you know quote unquote the wrestling that has guys like Finn Balor and Adam Cole and, and you know, you, I'm I Sami Zayn's got to be on on his way too. I just feel it. It'd be a better move for him because he's treading water, fucking mm. up upstairs. Yeah, because they don't know what to do with that over and, there. Uh, but he's perfect for NXT. It's that it's it's you know this in it's almost indie riffic, you know. And it's mm -hmm. not like it's they can't cool. always just you know go back and forth it's it's going to be a thing now obviously so i mean i mean nxt at this point truly is a super indie like they've been you know they've been throwing that term around for years now but it really is now like nxt feels like a way bigger deal than roh or anything like that like mm -hmm. it, it feels like the super indie at this point you know so it and they're, they're so basically the genius thing that WWE has done yeah people can say like oh but nxt is not beating them but if even if NXT doesn't beat them, they are siphoning some of the audience while no one's competing on Mondays and Fridays. Yep. And it's interesting because uh, I think it was one of the cons said that we have bigger stars on AEW Dynamite than NXT has. It's like, yeah, but you might not have a bigger, a better show, though. <laughs> you might have bigger stars, but the show's not as good. And to be honest, and how many bigger stars the do they have? They have, like, and, what, And two? the answer's one. No, I'm saying that was. Our, I'm not questioning his argument in that part of it. It's it's just the status the status of. It, it doesn't matter how many stars you have. You can misuse them all. That's possible. But yeah, no, so. you're right. Two. 
They're, they have two bigger stars, and both of them were built by the WWE. Yeah. Yep. Because I love Kenny oh. Omega. He is not a bigger star. No, and they try to say Omega's a big star, and the Bucks are big stars. They th- they're trying to say that, too. They, so. they, but they're not. Yeah, no, but I, yeah, yeah. Um, back over to NXT, we got Io Shirai defeating Mia Yim. This was pretty good. This was a great match. Yep. Yep. Um, I, not- I liked it. I, I, I like I like Io Shirai is just like this crazy bitch. Like mm. She just comes down the ring flipping out. It's awesome. Uh, and you got to think another title shot maybe for her because it used to be bouncing around who would she face, but she got another win, so maybe another shot for her against uh, whomever wins later in the night. We'll get there in a sec. Uh, mm. Johnny Gargano beat Shane Thorne in about nine minutes, and Gargano again, Gargano for life. So we'll see. Yeah, this was uh, this is more what I want to see in uh, AEW. Like, sure, you can you don't necessarily have to have squashes all the time. Like, they can be competitive. Like, Thorne looked good, but Gargano like clearly like dominated him, dominated by mm-hmm. the end, and like just ran over him. So, yeah, well, I was gonna say this. You know, this is this is exactly the kind of thing you were talking about. And and Shane Thorne came out looking great. You know, mm-hmm. like he could kind of hang. You yeah. know. But, it, it, you know, it didn't look like you know, he was never going to win. And it didn't look like he was going to win. But they, it looked like he did a good job. He looked great coming out of this. And they did Gargano versus Gargano. Yeah, and they, and they talked about what a tough fucking Australian motherfucker Shane Thorne was. They didn't talk about how good he is at backgammon or whatever the fuck. You know, like, it's just... <laughs> and it, it... You're really upset about the D&D thing. Well, it, was, <laughs> it was done I, I in... Don't, an... I don't hate... It was irrelevant, I think, the way they did it. Yeah, you don't can don't, do don't it. take it as like I'm trying to shit on D and D either. It's just like that's just not something I need to know about a person. At least not the way they did it. <laughs> they just said it like, "Hey, did you know?" It's like that's nice. It's also his favorite color is blue. Great, that's cool. Is he? How's that it's, matter here? Yeah, it's just not relevant. There's like, there's ways to make it matter, and they didn't. Is I guess it so. Um, with this too, Thorn being able to hang with Gargano says a lot because. Even that, Gargano was the guy who could hang with anybody, then he started to win the takeovers and blah, blah, blah. So that boosts him huge, even in defeat. I mean, we literally yeah, said about Gargano for a year, so... I mean, you want to push Thorne, obviously. Like, he looked really good here, so it's like, immediately you start thinking, yeah, he's probably in the North American title mm-hmm. picture at this point. And that's, there was a promo as well, because Dream wants his title back from Strong. That's always... The Dream promo was awesome. It's oh, good. that was so good. What was it about uh, with the Undisputed Era? What makes you think I can't handle more than one man at a time? Stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. God damn. Uh, okay, so next up, we have the women's title match. Shayna Baszler and Candice LeRae. Um, Candice, as some are saying, is even a better baby face than Gargano. I kind of agree with that. She's amazing. Uh, but Baszler yep. again won and again retained. And I immediately found the Discord last night. If she's not going to beat her, who will? And it start, this happens every time. It's been happening since the goddamn rumble with Bianca Belair. So it's like, good. They make you want to see who can beat her next. And mm-hmm. yeah. What do you guys Baszler's think of this match? Awesome. She's awesome. Baszler's fucking awesome. This match was good. Mm-hmm. I, I have, you know, six months ago at this point, I shit on Baszler a lot that I, you know, I just didn't think. But no, yeah, she won me over. She's, yeah. she's, she's yep. just such a force in the ring. She just keeps getting better and better. Like that's the thing. Like he, you, you know, you can notice the progression, and so it's like it. It feels like that she earned everything she's got. So and um, uh, also, I, I like who, it. who's who's gonna beat her in the end? My guess is Asuka. I was bring Asuka back down. Yeah, I, I got. I had two guesses on that because Dakota Kai finally came back, and she's one of the first ones that Baszler hurt. So that could be a full two year story. Um, 
Rhea Ripley's kind of nipping at her heels, and uh, Tegan Knox is one that they're real high on. You never know. But I was thinking that too. Like if she goes on an Oscar-like run, which she is, Oscar coming back would be interesting because she never lost it, and that could be a, a good big fun match too. So I would not be yeah. surprised by that one bit. I I really think Rhea Ripley is going to go, you know, quote unquote, up sooner than later. Yeah. She right. she's 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 got a great look for you know Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, she's good. She's good. Um, we then had Pete Dunne beating Danny Birch. This is my favorite match, match. Night between both shows. Really, you liked it better than uh, Pac Page. Yep, I love this one. Uh, I like. I just like the style that they worked. Uh, I, I just love how they just fucking laid it into each other and. Again, both of them looked really great, um, and at the end there was, a, you know, like a definite win for Dunn where he, mm-hmm. you know, he he fucked them up. So, and the ending did see the former Punishment Martinez, Damian, or is it Damon Priest, uh, atta- yeah. attack Dunn, and there's him finally making a good push towards something in NXT. You can tell they told fucking Damian Priest to hit the fucking gym because he's looking fucking ripped now yeah. compared to what he used to be. Yeah, he 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 decorbined. He solid it up a little bit. So, mm-hmm. uh, and then we have well, we'll mention next week. They've announced a couple matches because Kushida versus Walter is happening oh next my god. week. That's gonna be oh, just put it in my veins. Oh my god! Look, look, I know which one I'm gonna watch live next week. It is not gonna be. You don't want to see Moxley versus Spears live. Yeah, I'm going to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> That's the big match. Oh, and the world title match. Chris Jericho versus somebody that they haven't announced yet. Yeah, I they... bet you'll be... Um, uh, you know what? I bet you'd be Dustin Rhodes. Probably. I could see that. But you would have thought they would have announced it this week for next week. But anyway. I digress. No, um, we're, no we're in the last second Twitter announcement era. Yes. Yeah. Um, that... Kushida Walter match is going to be great. Imperium has been fantastic anyway, let alone coming out of nowhere on the first live NXT. And people were like, oh shit, oh shit, it's happening. Walter, oh no. And it was great seeing the brawl with Riddle and everything. It's it's so good. It's so yeah, much fun. That last, uh, that last match Walter had with uh, Tyler Bate, that's my oh. match of the year. Yeah, same. So far. Yeah. So fucking good. It was incredible. Um, the yeah. other interesting match to announce for next week, because Leo Rush returned, he won a contendership match with Oni Lorcan. Leo Rush is challenging Drew Gulak next week for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. They've renamed it. So they so they've they finally merged 205 with NXT. Well, 205 is moving to Fridays. Oh, okay. So it's still living on, but it's the NXT Cruiserweight title. Leo called oh, I, it that know, in the I promo miss, and it's on their website. Somehow. On their it's everywhere. It's the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. The okay. Cruiserweight Championship now belongs to NXT. Yeah. That's probably the better place for it. Yeah. Yep. Is it still purple? Uh, yeah, they, really they haven't redone it. It's, it's still the purple belt with the giant WWE on it, but it's like the promo graphic had NXT, and I was like, oh, that's just saying the show. You watch the clip on YouTube, It's he's challenging for the NXT Cruiserweight title. Leo says, yep. your NXT Cruiserweight title will be mine. Like These, these are words people said. It's there. Go to .com. It's there. Yes, I see it. It's 100%. there. 100%. And I'm like, that's weird, because they didn't call it the NXT UK championship. It's still the WWE UK championship that Walter has. They didn't rename that during Dunn's reign. But they renamed this one. They moved it to NXT. It's they not the WWE title. 
That, I mean, it's probably the right move. Hundred percent, the right move. But it's still that's. I like title history. I like all this stuff. You know, I, I like my history. That's kind of unprecedented in a weird way. It's such an odd thing to me. I'm like, I've never quite seen that. Even though we've seen like the U.S. title go from NWA, WCW, WWE, it's still just this is a weird one, and but it's it was really still the US neat. Title, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's still the U.S. title. This is still the cruiserweight title, hundred percent. But. It's the NXT Cruiserweight title. There is no technical... You know what we haven't seen this WWE. before? Because you usually don't have, you know, someone have two brands this way. True, yeah. yeah. It's like if it went for Raw to SmackDown, whatever, it's still the WWE title. It's still the Intercontinental title. It's Yeah, it's not like it's the Raw Intercontinental title. They didn't do that. But this, yeah. Imagine if they moved the IC title and it was now the NXT IC title. That's that's what it is. It's, it's odd. But also, all that said, all the weirdness, it's the best goddamn thing for it. 100%. So that's that furthers your it's not a step down or up, it's the sideways. Because technically the whole Cruiserweight division just moved to NXT and is probably 100% better for it. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have, I guess they're going to have a new belt soon because, yeah, the belt. It's a giant WWE in the middle. WWE logo on the yeah, front, yeah. We need a yellow one with NXT in the middle of it, I don't know. Um, hmm. But that said, that's live next week too Gulak and Rush. How, but, so what are they doing with 205? Because 205 is going after. It's after SmackDown. Is it going to be NXT 205 Live? I don't know. We're going to find out yeah, this Friday after SmackDown. That's weird. It almost feels like here's here's the opportunity if they really wanted to like expand this idea of WWE being a like, governing body over all these little territories all over the world. Why can't the Cruiserweight title be one that... Be, be the first experiment for like the... The traveling title between uh, federations, where you have the uh, the champion go mm-hmm. around and defend like the different people. It's not so, the first. Well, not the first. Experiment, the UK though, title we have has done. No, that I was gonna say. I was gonna say because we have the women's tag team title. Remember, they're they're gonna they're gonna defend that everywhere. Are they? No, I didn't, I, I, no, they're not. They said they okay. were going to, and they never. But did. the UK okay. title. They forgot that shit two weeks in. Yeah, the UK title has legit been defended at various shows like progress and the stuff like that so it's it's been defended in england a lot at non-wwe shows which is still weird oh, okay. to me. um but the cruiserweight title i mean go back to the old wcw days with the triple crown and the octuple crown or whatever that's kind of a lineage of a cruiserweight thing to go around the world facing guys like that so that would be an interesting thing to have that happening broadcasted on the network you're gold like that's that's great um so yeah next week chris jericho versus somebody for the world title uh, as well as Sean Spears versus John Moxley, or Rush and Gulak for the cruiserweight title live, NXT style, and Kushida Walter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, NXT. So anyway, yeah, I want, I, oh, good. I want to see Walter just like hurt some people. It's gonna be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that was my favorite part about the debut episode. I know we're kind of diverting here a bit, but the debut USA one, where the street fight with Dane and Riddle went to the back, and they bumped into Walter. So Walter's like, "I'm gonna choke you now." And just started choking him. And it's like, yeah. oh god, no, what have you done? You bumped into Walter. You've aggroed him. Oh no. It was great. It, that's what I like to see. I like to see that interaction and this chaos happening with different stuff. So that was fun. That said, be- well, I was going to say, that kind of went with the NXT tag title too. Because yeah. that match went long. That match went 20 minutes and it started toward the end of the second hour. Uh, Undisputed Era, Fish and O'Reilly defending against the Street Profits, Dawkins and Ford. And in their way to keep people from going over to TNT to watch the replay of Dynamite, the tag title match, which was amazing and awesome and fun, uh, just kept airing live. 
do you just stay on USA. Stay right here. Watch this show instead. So yeah, yeah that's that's they're playing dirty, but I like it. You wanted you wanted a war. You got a fucking war. And the proof that that this is super them playing dirty is remember the uh, USA took the overrun away from Raw. Yep. They're like we don't want that bullshit anymore. Yep. And they must have done something to get it back for NXT. Mm. Give you some of that Saudi blood money if you only give us a few extra minutes. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, I'm not gonna lie though. My favorite thing afterwards was Cole uh, at the end and Champa came out circling around mm-hmm. him, looking at Goldie, looking at the belt. So it's looking when at you, Goldie. Just when you think, oh, it's gonna be you know Cole and Finn. That's fun. That's a new thing. Oh shit, Champa's back. Oh god. Oh god. This shit got real. It's so. It's, Chump, is Chompa good to go now in the ring? Uh, mm. <laughs> like he had he had the neck fusion. Like, should he be taking bumps at all? Yeah, like, I don't know. That was yeah. a long time ago. That was WrestleMania was in October. Yeah, yeah. And this could but, be leading towards something. He just comes out and has a few promos for the next few weeks. He doesn't need to wrestle. They can make that. Yeah, because the the type of injury he had, man, like. That's minimum six months. Yeah, it's, it's usually been, supposed to be a well, recovery. Yeah, it's been, but yeah, they they want to take it easy with them. They could easily be willing to take over at Survivor Series. That's still a month and a half out. Yeah. So timetable wise, he could be good or not because they got Finn or they got Riddle or they got Walter or if he yeah, can if he can still go, awesome. Love them back. I just don't want to see yeah. him die. That's all. But I like I like <laughs> that I like NXT's version of chaos better, where you don't know where it's going next. But at least it wasn't yeah. just a clusterfuck, and that's what I never liked about WCW. I was always a fan of WWE, just their style, and yet I liked a lot of the matches in WCW more, yes. That's what it feels like here, AEW. Yeah, I got some fun stuff, and it's crazy and chaos. Oh my god. At least this over here is a little more organized <laughs> over on the NXT about, side. Yeah, so. yeah. the thing <laughs> I loved about WCW in the 90s was uh, their mid-card. On the B shows because none of that shit mattered. It, it, it wasn't it wasn't connected to the big main event shit, which mm. I couldn't give a crap about. I, I could just watch like Roadblock versus the Gambler, and they have some like fun little jobber match that's way better than half the matches on Nitro, and mm-hmm. you know, fun watching that shit. So, so overall, uh, we have seen the ratings come through. It was like one point two or one point four. It, it it wasn't over that. I don't think. For AEW, for their debut, against a point nine for uh, NXT, which yeah. it's... Okay, so if you want to talk about developmental brand versus new brand, it's still new to a lot of people who are tuning into these things, even though NXT started with a foothold two weeks ago. WWE actually put out a, a note to the press, to the wrestling media, saying that they congratulated AEW and TNT on their strong debut, uh, it's a great time for wrestling fans in the United States and around the world with this Wednesday night action for everyone. They didn't call it a war. Um, but they said that the important thing to remember is it's a marathon and it's not a sprint. And we look forward to seeing where things go from here. That's the yeah. way of saying, yeah, you're 1.2. Good luck keeping that next time. Also, see again how they talk about Wednesday nights. Yeah, everyone just focus on Wednesday nights. And then you... Mm-hmm. They're yeah. gonna blow them out of the water on Friday, probably. Yeah. Is, is anyone ever, they're on you know network television? Yeah. Has anyone ever seen like a episode of Sopranos or a gangster movie or anything like that? You make peace first before you fucking gun them down in the streets. That's what you do. Well, and it's fun. Yeah, I thought, it's, I, I, thought, I thought I saw some oranges. It's it's fun yeah. to play nice. Like it's it's though though you want to call, call a war, call it counter programming. No, congratulations on your debut. 
Good job. Good good job. You did good. You did. Oh, look at you. did good over there. Way it's so go, cute. Kid. Yeah, good job. Yeah, against, you know, our third brand show, which we elevated from a uh, nothing gimmick thing to this, which USA wanted as a two-hour thing. You just beat it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's yeah. it's a backhanded compliment, yeah, but also there's no reason for them to not play nice. You yeah, see that you, in you Hollywood a lot, where it's like, oh, this movie beat our record. Yeah, congratulations from one to another. It's just a courtesy thing. It's fun to see that in wrestling from the top. That's... Mm. Yes, first I, they could know, have easily ignored it. They could have easily mm-hmm. ignored it. Wait, when it was never, sorry. Well, I was it when it was raw nitro. It was cutthroat. Like it was literally, literally cutthroat. <laughs> and they were savage each other. They're going back and forth, giving away matches. It was ramping up to the nth degree where it couldn't sustain itself. And we saw what happened. This, it's like, oh, good job. Yeah, we're gonna focus on our thing. You did great over there. Good luck in the long run. From, yeah, good, good job going up against our yeah. internet show. Good luck yeah. in the long run from the show that's been around since 2010 in some way, shape, or form, and a company since the 60s and 50s, versus the guys who started with a thing literally a year ago, almost to the day. Good luck, hey kids! Hey kids you love you, you. You loved yourself that uh, attitude era. Welcome to the passive aggressive era. It's, it's going to be good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Now again, it's easy to shit on both or look at this like all oh, the war. It was the best show ever. Honestly, of, of all the shows from AEW I've seen, this was the weakest one. Is it because it wasn't five hours like Fight for the Fallen? I don't know. But it just it didn't feel like it was a big thing compared to the rest. It felt like, I okay, mean, now think, we're running. Let's get a solid start. It's, it was good for that. but I think if this show had been the first show, like, the, you know, after, after All Out, the next day this show aired and... You know, this was actually show number twenty. You would say it was a good show. Yep. You know, a real good show after a pay per view to start building to the next one. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Uh, I mean, it, and there's it, nothing wrong with that, especially I mean, when had, the norm is that Raw is not great, right? Like Raw and SmackDown. Oh, it was oh, it was a good one this time once every month. Yeah, know, like bad I mean, is the norm, so a good is good. Yeah. You just have to wait and see what they do with their, you know, with the next couple weeks or whatever see if they slow things down a, a bit because both shows were throwing everything that they could into the into the time slot they were allotted like like i said nxt was basically doing a mini takeover and uh an AEW was like here's all of our stuff all of it it's everything we got going on and then now they can hopefully space that stuff over their next mm. few shows, you know? Like, they can yeah. slow down a bit. And, and it was interesting, because they didn't have Luchasaurus in it on, and he's one of their big draws from their, their shows in the past bit. The crowds have loved him, and goddamn Lucha Brothers weren't on in a match on TV, which it just felt weird to me. Like, these are proven stars that you've either literally built yourself already in Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, or the goddamn former world champion and tag champions and blah, blah, blah with Pentagon and Phoenix... These are bona fide stars that you didn't put on TV the first time out. That was weird to me. That was, I don't know, I don't, mm. I, I didn't get that. But I presume they'll be on next time. Like it's going to rotate through. They got a roster too big for TV. That means you have a roster too big. But I digress with that. So yeah. Uh, but overall, I mean, people are going to ask which one won. Uh, we've said it multiple times. I think NXT was the better show overall. Um, but they were both good, like we both said. Is like, what do you guys think? Is a kind of a final word on the two. Lee, what? Well, um, yeah. Uh, 
the NXT show is technically a better show. Uh, they, they just got more experience running a show, first off. So, I mean, they knew exactly what they were doing going into it. It feels like AEW is just sort of getting their sea legs, so so to speak. Um, and, you know, for what they put together, it was definitely a lot less embarrassing than a lot of the silly shit they had on their sort of lead-up shows mm-hmm. uh, on pay-per-view or whatever. So um, that's a good sign. And I look forward to, you know, I'm, I'm probably not going to, like, watch full shows going forward for a little bit. But um, I'm definitely going to, like, keep abreast of what's going on with them because it looks like maybe they can settle into providing a really good product. Mm-hmm. Um, NXT, hopefully they also slow down a bit. I think my biggest criticism of the NXT show was they did a little too much. Like, they do that thing that I really don't like about NXT. Like, it's my biggest uh, nitpick with them where... They have a little too much of that, just too much shit in a match kind of thing, where it's like they're kicking out of eight thousand finishers and every move the big move. Yeah, um, I I could stand to see a lot less of that. So if they can go back to the format where hey, they got a great big roster now, so they should be putting on more of those uh, Shane Thorne um, and uh, uh, what's his face Gargano type of matches where. Stars beating guys who are not stars or jobbers, you know, like have some more enhancement kind of stuff that are, you know, a little bit shorter, uh, dominant wins and, and things like that. And I'll be a lot happier. Rab, what do you think? Uh, I mean, you know, I've oftentimes on the show been of the opinion that if it was its own promotion, NXT has been the best promotion for like the last three or four years. Uh, so, I mean, yes, I think it was better. I think it was the better show, but I think it's been better than anyone's show for a while now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've had, you know, they've only had to put on one hour of TV a week, which is helpful. One mm-hmm. pay-per-view every three months, which is helpful. Uh, now they got to do two hours. they got to do it live. they got to do things they didn't have to do before. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I would expect that NXT continues to roll on as good as it's been. You know, if they just keep doing what they were doing, uh, AEW is going to have missteps. They are going to have growing pains. This is the first. This is the first live show they put on. You know, on network television, a two-hour block, not in a you know giant five-six-hour format where it overruns or it doesn't. It doesn't really matter. Who cares? Um, they are going to have missteps. It just happens. Uh, so I, yes, I expect NXT to be the better show for the foreseeable future as as AEW gets their legs under them. Um, but it, you know, I bet they can put on a good product. So so we'll see how it goes. You know, check in. Let's check in in, in six weeks to see how they're doing. Yeah, I think that be. will be more. I think that will be more of a reflection mm-hmm. of what kind of show this is going to be, and you know, if the product is ready to go or not is six weeks from now, not, you know, the first show. And that'll be toward the time of full gear and you'll have takeover with survivor series coming up around that point, And you'll see how their stories are building, how they're able to kind of compensate for things. Cause I mean, say they had a weird little story planned for Cutler. If he's legit injured. All right, well that's out. Now what? Not to say they yeah. haven't dealt with injuries before. Cause I mean, they had stuff with Pac not appearing and Moxie's injury. They've been yeah, under the gun for stuff. Very badly. Yes. Um, 
So they well, yeah. they, had, they had two things go, go go bad their way, and they handled both of them pretty badly. Yeah. So they've they, we'll see how they go from here. Um, I overall think yeah, NXT has kind of been the promotion and the show to beat, as far as everyone's concerned. The most interesting thing about them is compared to everybody else, they have the biggest rotating roster because people often leave and the next star is being built as it happens and then it goes and goes and goes. So you think about NXT six months ago to a year ago to a year before that and a year before that, it's just been, it's it's different people kind of across the board except for Velveteen Dream and Gargano, but I digress. Um, AEW presumably is going to have a rotating roster, but they're not going to be leaving. They're just going to be there, and sometimes we go a month without someone, and they come back. Like that's going to be interesting. Interesting to see if they can have these people built up, and I think lead to your point where you were saying about building the stars. NXT's having it where the matches are happening and the stars being shown there, but AEW is trying to tell us, look at all these stars instead yeah. of doing. And I think AEW needs to stop telling us all the stuff they're doing and just do it get out of their own way, and for the sake of the fans, I think the fans on both sides need to start being a little more honest instead of, it's this or that and blah blah blah. No. If something was bad, call them out on it, because otherwise they're going to keep doing it and not realize it's not great. Like, See, I think that's the biggest problem AEW has right now. Yeah. They've got a very... They've got a fan base that has a lot of fervor, mm-hmm. and is ready to say, like, yeah, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to my life, you know? Yep. Uh... So wow. when they say, oh, look at all our stars, you know, the, all the fans there go like, yeah, these are the best stars, the tops, you know, everyone wants to see fucking MJF. Sorry, everyone doesn't want to see MJF. He is not a famous person. No, people don't know him yet, and that's your job exactly. to make him be not one. Not that he's not great, but... But, but don't tell me that he is a star. one. Don't tell me he's a star. Make him a star. Just do it. Exactly. Just fucking do it. Make it happen. So. And it, it's very doable for these guys to pull this off now. I think they can do it, but this is the biggest time to screw it up, too. Not that I think they're going to. I think they're going to do well. I think they've got enough on going to make it work. Uh, it's just how long will TNT go with it and how long will the cons go with it uh, is honestly it. Like it's The only reason other promotions haven't had this is because they haven't had that kind of level of stuff. It's not because Cody and the Bucks are some kind of geniuses. They just got the right people at the right time, I feel. I know it's underselling it a bit because they had the right idea and knew when to go with it. But it's not like this anybody could have gotten a TNT deal. They did the right thing at the right place, but anybody with a TNT deal would probably be trying to go guns blazing like this is. So also, well, how I mean, long does that last? Deal. So They got a TNT deal because they got their own money mark. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at the, uh, uh, now we also have Impact uh, over on Axis because Anthem bought Axis. So, like, there's different stuff going everywhere with different levels of it, and Ring of Honor's got their thing. Ring of Honor, now, the only guys really taped, probably should go live if they want to compete really like that. Um, it, it, it Ring, Ring, Ring of Honor should go to you know, more gymnasiums and just get off television. They're done. <laughs> yeah, they, they're, they're done. Really, they're really bad at this I, point. I did say that the biggest, like, NXT and WWE were not the ones that AEW was going to cause damage to. It's Ring of Honor and Impact. I think Lee and I, we both said that months ago. Rap, I think you agree you're currently here. Um, yes, I agree. A Ring of Honor is then the biggest danger because at least Impact owns their network. Yeah, there's Sinclair stuff, but Ring of Honor is in big trouble because a lot of Ring of Honor people are in NXT or it's like, oh, what have, what have you got left? Like they built the Bullet Club and everything with the Elite and then they left. Well, that's why they were getting over as much and not to discount guys like Cobb and all that. No. 
but it hurt. And they haven't rotated as well as NXT has with their roster of stars, et cetera, et cetera. It's going to be hard. And it's going to hurt and them. And you know bad. there's people there, you know, there's people there who are just waiting for their contracts to end so they can jump over to AEW. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or like you get in- you get like guys like Matt Taven who re-upped. Like, does he look yeah. at himself and go, I can't cut it there? Not to say it's well, not, well, not, not well, shit on him, but maybe. Supposedly they gave, they gave Matt Taven an absurd amount of money. Well, there you go. So like an absurd amount of money. And you know what? If you're that, you take that offer you can't lose. And then if anything happens and stuff craps out, cool. You can still go elsewhere. Not to yeah, say that he's like, looking at that, but that's, that's a weird situation when there's literally every other place probably beckoning for you. There's got to be a lot of guys thinking, man, this is a ship I need to get off of soon. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you know, they got their guaranteed Sinclair money or whatever. But um, think of, like, I bet NXT and AEW talking hands on the Briscoe brothers right now. Like, just yep. take them and use them. And, and Jay Lethal, I think Jay Lethal could fucking sell himself anywhere at this mm-hmm. point. So. Oh, I think I think the Briscoes would be perfect for AEW. Like if they're going for tag teams, that's perfect for those guys. That'd yeah, that would be good. That would be a good fit. That's a good fit. But I'd love to see them anywhere. They they've outgrown Ring of Honor. The thing is, I mean, it's all Ring of Honor kind of has. You know, I'm not. And ROH is going to lose Marty. ROH is going to lose Marty Scroll any second now. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that was a foregone conclusion when all this started. It was just a matter of his contract was different from the rest. So there you go. Yep. Um. Yeah, so it's a very interesting time. Again, none of us are trying to crap on stuff, but we're looking at the realistic side of what's going to happen now because the war between AEW and NXT is going to have more collateral damage for everybody else more than anything else, I feel. Um, And Impact is fine because they just moved to a new network that their parent company bought. So they're at least out of the woods there, and who knows what happens from there. MLW is making inroads in, and like I said Mm -hmm. at the top of the show... NWA goddamn taped stuff, and they're going to be broadcasting at 6.05 on their YouTube channel. Yep. Like, there, you want to go old school, Cody, hold my beer. <laughs> like, it's... <laughs> NWA's got it, and they're, they're going all for it. So, it's a fun time. Uh, it's definitely R- interesting to see. ROH is going to be behind uh, NWA, like, any second. Yeah. 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 No, R- ROH was also helping NWA. ROH has helped everybody but themselves. And they're really going to start paying for it shortly. I mean, look at the the New Japan shows. That's more about New Japan than ROH, even though ROH did a lot of the legwork. ROH ROH needs to get behind their own brand, for Christ's sake. New Japan Japan lost a lot on this AEW thing. Oh, true. And so did Impact, because they lost a lot of production stuff. Their U.S. invasion really died. Mm -hmm. Yep. In, in losing AEW. But they're doing great they're doing great work back at home, so and they're doing good shit in Mexico too. Yeah. Yep. And Triple A's doing their stuff and going all over, even though they delayed their invading LA show. Everybody's making inroads. Ring of Honor really seems like they're behind the eight ball and hasn't done anything to counter it. So I mean I really think they're gonna go out of business. Yeah. Like in the next few years. Like that it's gonna be it's gonna be over. It's gonna and, be like Dragon Gate. And then we see the tape library on WWE network and we go from there. Yep. Uh, that would be that would be the move. They'd sell their tape library to somebody. Well, I don't know. Like, is it Sinclair who technically owns the tape library or whoever? Like, they they probably might. Yeah. Know sell it. But then you know WWE would get that because you got to sell some more Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens uh, stuff, exactly. old footage. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a move well, to make. I mean, they're really they're really buying footage off them to put in these documentaries. They so. have, yeah. Same with Impact mm-hmm. as well. So, um, but we'll we'll leave it at that. That's that's week one. Of the Wednesday War or whatever you want to call it. I don't know. 
it's it, it's it's not like everything's all said and done and that's it. It's going to be like they said a marathon, not a sprint. Um, they're going to learn and grow or falter and die. <laughs> yeah, this this is definitely not when Impact tried to go up against fucking Raw. No, <laughs> no, they thought they could, but they were delusional. AEW yeah. is picking a different fight and having a challenge thrown in their face. Mm-hmm. And they can say it's developmental and lesser stars, but they only won by, like, 0.4 in the ratings. So, okay. Like, you got the first one. Cool. You got your victory. Neat. Let's see where you go long term. And that's what we all said. There's only so much AEW can do with doing, quote-unquote, perfect matches. Well, eventually get tired of that same thing. Even with the takeovers, like Lee said. You're getting tired of the way they do them in some ways with their matches, with the way they kind of don't stop. Um, even though people universally love damn near every takeover match, it's still going to reach a point where people are just like, nah. And yeah, it's... and I mean that's what that's what and that's what NXT is in real trouble of right now. Mm. They have to now double the amount of. One of the reasons no one ever got bored of anyone is because you would only once every three weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. now they got to play a different game, and it's going to be interesting to see how they how they follow up that way. But if anything, there are people who have played that game because it's Triple H involved and the guys at WWE know how to make that work. Then again, they also know how to make it turn into six hours of Raw, for Christ's sake. So you can go too far also. So That's right, baby. Who's going to be Bull of the Wolves on Wednesday night, baby? <laughs> so that said, uh, we'll leave it there. That was episode 101. Again, Jobber Radio on iTunes. The podcast is on YouTube. Check out that Jobber Jeopardy as well. We're going to pimp that again also, of course. Um, but you can catch my stuff over at uh, guiltyplayercinema.com, Cyclops Scott on YouTube. Lee, would you like to promote your stuff as well as we go out here? Yeah, if you want to listen to this asshole and some other assholes talk about movies like assholes, uh, you can go to tmbdos.pubbean.com. And Rab, I'll throw it your way as well. Oh yeah, just before, you know, we don't have Peanut, we don't have Bomber, but just, you know, thank you for, for stepping in, uh, Lee. Good job hosting. Yeah. Yeah, you bastard. <laughs> you, said, you thought you were going to make it the whole show. I did. I thought you were going to open with that joke. I really thought when it was us and you, you're like, man, I get to say one name and it's good either way. I, I thought you were going to open with that joke, but you saved it till the end. I I should have seen that coming. <sighs> Anything else you'd like to say? Or are we going to just cut it off there? <laughs> That's all. That's all. Fair enough. That's all you got. So thanks, everybody, for checking it out. We'll see you in a couple weeks. <laughs>